And the Eagles needed a miracle with less than a minute to go down by seven to the Cowboys with no timeouts. Carson Wentz delivers a ball over the middle to Zach Ertz, who's able to fight to the six-yard line. However, with no timeouts, the final seconds ticked off the clock, and the Eagles fall to four and five on the season, dropping a heartbreaker by a score of 27 to 20 to the infamous and hated Dallas Cowboys. Welcome to the post-game show presented by Rico. I'm Chris McPherson alongside Ike Reese. And Ike, coming out of the bye week, I think Eagles fans felt good that it was Dallas. It was prime time. You were getting the Cowboys in your house. The Eagles acquired Golden Tate to add some juice to the offense. You figured the team would be well-rested, knowing that despite the up-and-down nature of the first half of the season, the team was still 4-4, four and four, and the NFC East lead was within striking distance. You had five games within a division. But unfortunately, we just saw a lot of the same things that hurt the Eagles in those first eight games. And really, the biggest thing that stands out to me the most is the inability to close out games. Game was tied at 13 going into the fourth quarter, but the Cowboys get two touchdowns. Zeke Elliott taking over on the ground and in the air as well, leading Dallas to the win to keep themselves in the playoff race now that both teams have similar records at four and five. But really, this game overall, like a microcosm of the struggles that have plagued the Eagles all year long. Yeah, and you really thought that the bye week would help them sort of cure some of these things that they had struggled with in the first half of the season. You know, coming off that game against Jacksonville in London with a week's rest, uh, you would have thought the team would have come out with a little more energy tonight, being a little sharper, being a little crisp, a little crisper on the offensive side of the ball, and that just didn't happen. You know, Dallas playing on a short week after losing at home to Tennessee, coming off a bye week themselves, uh, they came in ready to play tonight. You know, a lot of people... Uh, I'm not saying here in the building here, but around the city just felt like this was a foregone conclusion that the Eagles, you may as well put this in the W column for them. The Cowboys didn't have anything to play for. But this is the NFL, and if you don't come ready to play, you know, that team will, will take advantage of it. And I thought today, at least in the first half, we just looked a little lethargic. Uh, we didn't look very sharp uh, out there offensively, and it allowed the Cowboys to gain some momentum and gain some confidence to where they felt like they could win this ball game. They felt like they were in control of this game from the first half. And even though the score wasn't uh, out of whack in the first half, it didn't feel like the Eagles had done anything positive uh, in that first half. Which is why you felt good at least going into halftime, thinking that as much as the Eagles struggled, they were still within the game, able to keep it close. But unfortunately, the offense came to life in the fourth quarter, second half there. Things yeah. finally started turning around. The Eagles able to move the ball up and down the field. Problem is, Cowboys were able to do the same yeah. as well. The defense just did not have an answer. And it was an undermanned defense to begin with, with no Jalen Mills, no Sidney Jones. Then you lost Ronald Darby to a knee injury. And it was just too much for the Eagles defensively to overcome. And this is a team that has been so great at stopping the run all season long, ranked number two in the league coming into this contest. Well, Zeke Elliott took off. It was really reminiscent of 2016 with Dak Prescott playing well in the second half. Quite honestly, he had some throws, some opportunities in the first half that really could have put the Eagles away. Yeah. Okay, there was the one pass deep down the sideline. Rasul Douglas was in coverage, but he was beat on the play. Prescott fortunately threw the ball too far down, but you see Douglas signaling incomplete passes. If that pass is there, 
That's going to be six right there. That's a touchdown. And there were a number of those plays. Prescott was running himself into sacks, making some poor decisions. Prescott helped keep the Eagles in the ball game, but in the fourth quarter, when he had to step up and make some big throws, especially on third down. Third down, also the story of this ball game right here, both offensively and defensively. The Eagles did not convert a first down or a third down situation until the third quarter. And then the Cowboys made some big plays, especially late on third down, to keep drives alive. Even third and long situations, a third and 15, a third and eight situation, really able to keep things going here. Yeah, I, I look at that stat sheet right there, and it's been a long time since you've seen 171 rushing yards on this Eagles defense. And that really was the story, especially in the second half of this game where the Eagles had opportunities to get off the field on third down and they couldn't get off the field. More importantly, every time they did something positive on the offensive side of the ball, the Cowboys were able to answer it. And I thought Zeke just ran wild in the second half, man. I just, that's, I think that's one thing that I'm real surprised about when I look at this game and I look at the Eagles defense is how well Zekeo Elliott was able to have success against this defense. Yeah, gap discipline not there for yeah. the Eagles defense tonight. So we're going to hear from head coach Doug Pearson and quarterback Carson Wentz. But first, we're going to send it over to the link where Eagles insider Dave Spadaro and Amy Campbell are standing by. And Dave, I'm sure the mood is an ominous one there at the link. Just not the effort you expected from this team coming off the bye with so many big things to look forward to here in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think pretty much nothing to really like about this game. The Eagles' defense came up small. The offense lethargic in the first half. Tons of missed tackles. Carson Wentz off his game a bit, certainly in that red zone throw to Alshon Jeffrey early on. Camus Grugier-Hill misses an easy interception opportunity. I mean, just, Amy, uh, three straight losses at home. The Eagles played without urgency tonight, and they just did not execute when they had a chance again to seize momentum of a game. Yeah, uh, again, another stunned vibe here at home, and I think lethargic is a good word. I was, you know, after that first half, really slow, really ugly, no touchdowns for either team. You're thinking someone's going to come out here with some urgency and get something done, and I'm really surprised by the Eagles' defense tonight, allowing ties with season highs through the air for Dak Prescott and on the ground for Zeke Elliott, um, just gashed in every which way. The secondary obviously struggling to uh, contain the pass, and then, you know, the D-line just looking gassed there uh, as the game went on. Yeah, I think the linebackers also struggling. A lot of missed tackles out there. And when you look out on the field and see Rasul Douglas and Shandon Sullivan, no offense to them, but they are not starting players on those defense. Eagles without three of their, their three top cornerbacks. And, you know, it's just a situation where the Eagles, we keep thinking that this team will wake up and play like it did last year. Stop thinking that way. 2018 is unto itself, and right now the Eagles are a 4-5 and five team with an uphill battle to get to the postseason. Well, and you talk about last year, right, able to overcome a lot of injuries almost, you know, without missing a beat, and here you're really seeing it tonight. You mentioned those three DBs that were missing there and really felt their absence, really felt the absence of Lane Johnson as well, just and his impact on the offense and as the offensive line kind of struggled to help the run game get going and, and, and keep Carson Wentz uh, safe back there. Yeah, and surprising, Amy, that Golden Tate really not much of a factor yes. in this game at all, and understandably only knows a small percentage of the offense, only knows a few packages. But when the Eagles needed him, for example, late in the game, third down screenplay goes to Corey Clement instead of throwing to the sticks, throwing beyond the sticks, throwing behind the sticks. 
Not Golden Tate, but Corey Clement, who's struggled in the screen game all year. Yeah, and I think Tate targeted uh, five times or about that much, and one of the one of those completions for him was you saw the yards after the catch that we talk about. He was able to get that first down, which was key there in the fourth quarter. So interesting to see, like you said, obviously doesn't completely know the playbook quite yet, but that he wasn't used a little bit more tonight. Yeah, well, three straight losses, guys, at home. That is what is shocking here. The Eagles fighting back after a terrible first half, and that late drive for a touchdown by the Cowboys really kind of sums up the defense's struggles this season. Unable consistently to get off the field on three downs. Third down conversions, Cowboys great balance, Eagles just unable to really kind of take control of the game. And uh, looking ahead to New Orleans, a New Orleans team that laid 50, uh, 51 in a win today, that's going to be a big challenge for this defense. Yeah, defense that, well, Ronald Darby, when you go out with a knee injury and you're automatically immediately ruled out, that is certainly some cause for concern. So, Chris, to answer your original question, yeah, a very dejected state of affairs here at Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles at 4-5, and five have, they had everything to play for tonight. They had all the momentum in the world. They had everything going in their favor, and they came up really, really short against the Cowboys team that, frankly, is not that good. Yeah, not that good. So they look great tonight. Yeah, back to you, Chris and Ike at the NovaCare Complex. We'll hear from Doug Peterson in just a moment. All right, thank you, Dave and Amy. Dave will have the Eagles Live podcast, which you can download very shortly wherever you consume them, as well as the On the Inside column to provide a big-picture look at everything that went wrong with the Eagles tonight and really, I guess, what's gone wrong with the team overall this season. So, Ike, let's get into your three key takeaways from the game. Again, the Eagles losing 27-20, and it's just so disheartening that of all the teams to lose your third straight home. I can't believe it's been three straight home games yeah. where the Eagles have come up on the short end of the scoreboard after having home dominance for the better part of a year and a half with Doug Pearson. But, Ike, your three takeaways from the game tonight. Well, Chris, when I look at this game, I think back and I think, you know, the, the second half of this game is where really everything turned. And the secondary that came in shorthanded without Jalen Mills, without Sidney Jones, really started to get exposed once Ron Darby went out of the game. And you had Russell Douglas out there. You got players out there that aren't used to being out there in these key situations. And I thought Dallas's passing game picked up in the second half. Dak had way too much time, found open receivers everywhere. I thought Jim Swartz had to go to a little bit more zone defense once he lost Ron Darby. And without getting much of a pass rush, uh, uh, Dak Prescott was able to sit back there and really pick that zone apart, so I thought our secondary struggled at times. Uh, even the rookie, uh, Vionte Maddox, having to play two different spots, having to play safety versus regular offenses, and then when they went in 11 personnel and brought Cole Beasley in, he had to come down and play in the slot. And then I look at the offensive side of the football, just still having put together four quarters of play. Uh, another slow start, interception in the first half from Carson Wentz, can't have that on his first drive, you know, they move the ball down the field and they can't convert on fourth down when Doug decides to go for it as opposed to kicking a field goal, taking three there. So you come up with an empty possession there. And then third downs in the first half. I mean, what do we say? They didn't com- uh, convert a third down into the second half. 0 for half, their right? first five, Mike. Yep. 0 for 5 on third downs early in the game. Just It's just too big of a hole and I think too big of a momentum hole to dig out of for the offense. They gave their best effort, but it's too much of a slow start. And then tackling. I just thought the tackling, either we wore down in the second half or we were just out there as if 
we hadn't been practicing tackling in a long time. I mean, some of these runs Ezekiel Elliott had in the second half, there were opportunities for guys to bring him down. He was able to run through tackles. I saw receivers, when they caught the ball in the open field, able to break tackles, primarily on key third-down situations. We just didn't tackle very well. There were uh, opportunities where you had one guy, two guys there, and you'd see uh, a Dallas runner or receiver able to break free and pick up uh, extra yardage. So I look at those three phases or those three uh, elements of tonight's game, and I say all three of those factors contributed big time uh, to this Eagles loss tonight. You know, you were encouraged early on because the defensive line, without the aid of a blitz, was getting to Prescott in there, yeah. and really, you know, dealing some damage early on in this ball game. And even at the start of the second half, first play on offense for the Cowboys, Michael Bennett comes in. You know, Makes they try to do the bootleg. Now, Ben didn't fall for or was able to slap Prescott there to get the sack. And you felt, all right, maybe they're setting the tone they're going to bring here in the second half. And it almost just went off the cliff from there for the most part there. So that's, that's where you wonder if Dallas dominating the time of possession in the first half led to the, the wear down effect that you mentioned there in the second half there for the Eagles. And also just the, the depth along the defensive line, you know, with Older guys like Brandon Graham and Chris Long and Michael Bennett, you're asking a lot of those three guys yeah. in particular for them to come up big throughout the course of the game. Without the aid of a blitz, it's very tough for them. And then you're not really getting as much penetration inside because it's Fletcher Cox and if they slide Michael Bennett in there, if they put Brandon Graham in there, that's where you're getting the interior pass rush from. You're not really yeah. getting it from the other defensive tackles on the team because you don't, obviously don't have Tim Jernigan still to this point. And then Haloti, he, he's more of a, a run defender, a stuffer at this point. He's not going to provide that pass rush punch for you there. So, you know, you're lacking the, the tools inside there and just the depth overall is being strained. And then in the secondary, again, you're already starting with Sewell Douglas, okay, because you're without Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones. But then all of a sudden, Rodden Darby goes out, and you have to go to Chandon Sullivan, you know, who's a rookie for agent, who's just called up from the practice squad. He's just trying to make his way on the team. And then you mentioned Avante Max, who hats off to him, all right? I, I give him kudos for, you know, settling in nicely at safety, but then now being asked to go in and play that slot corner position against Cole Beasley, who was one of the guys you had to key in on. Yeah. He was probably really Prescott's go-to guy, as much as Amari Cooper will probably become a bigger part of the offense for them as Cooper gets more entrenched with that scheme. Cole Beasley has been the guy out of the slot, and he's given the Eagles fits for years. Yeah. So you didn't know if you were going to stick Max there or maybe go with Malcolm Jenkins, but Malcolm Jenkins has had his struggles with Cole Beasley over the years. So Just shorthanded. You're I shorthanded. Mean, it's tough. Real shorthanded, and I, I thought I thought the D-line played about as well as they could. I agree, considering yes. Considering they were shorthanded. But I thought the back end of the defense really struggled tonight. They really did, whether it was tackling uh, once runners got to the second level or whether it was covering guys. So uh, wide receivers running open in the secondary and then the tackling in the secondary I didn't think was very good tonight. I thought the effort from the guys up front, it was there. I mean, you know, they, they kept pressure on Dak Prescott as much as they could. I thought they played the run. You got to give Dallas's offensive line a lot of credit. They're a little banged up. But they are still a formidable offensive line. And when they commit to the running game, they can be very successful at doing it. But if you get everybody rallying to the football and then wrapping up to make tackles, um, I think you'll bring guys down. I'm thinking about a a key play on a third down where Ron Darby, before he got banged up, had a chance to tackle Amari Cooper. Oh, he did shoulder tackle. He He tried to do shoulder shoulder tackle, which which had worked at times this season. But – not that situation. Yeah. You got to uh, wrap up. Hey, he did bat- and then Cooper bounced off him and got it was a third down conversion. Yep. 
You know, it, it was one of those things early on where, all right, maybe is it a big play throughout the course of the game? No, but it's just one of those little things that you could just pick on and point to to say this is what's been wrong with the tackling effort throughout the course of the season because that's, you know, the type of tackler that Ronald Darby has been. That's true, yeah. Right there. So, you get to actually the offense right from the jump, okay, the Eagles lost a coin toss, so the Cowboys deferred to go take the ball in the second half. So, you say, all right, great, we're going to see Carson Wentz, we're going to see Golden Tate right from the jump, and then the first drive, it's an interception from Carson Wentz, which yeah. – you know, it seemed like he predetermined the throw. You know, he figured, okay, you know, you got the rookie Vander Esch, Leighton Vander Esch, a linebacker. I'm going to look to the left, try to get him to pull over. Vander Esch didn't bite for it one bit. I, I know Sean Lee wasn't out there for the Cowboys tonight, but Vander Esch did a very nice job staying in, not being fooled by the misdirection, and just staying home and getting the interception. Yeah, I mean, just, just a play that, you know, Carson, you can't make that play. I mean, I understand you, 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 you're anticipating you know, Leighton Vander Esch moving with you because you go to your left first. But uh, rookie is playing zone defense back there. They've seen that play. They know you got Zach Ertz on the back back side of that. And so he's sitting there in that hole uh, covering his zone. And Carson predetermined that's where he was going to throw the ball. So the moment that he came back, he throws it without looking. And it's an interception that you can't have. Uh, it's your opening drive. Not only that, you give the ball to the Cowboys right in scoring position yeah. and and Dallas is, they, they they get three points right off the top yep and so you put yourself behind the eight ball immediately yeah I mean the Eagles never let in this ball game yeah that that's what's shocking to me is the Eagles as back and forth as it was the Eagles were able to tie the game you know going into the fourth quarter in the fourth quarter they never led in this contest at home so we look at the numbers for Carson Wentz there completing you know again 72 almost 73 percent of his passes 360 yards you know, two touchdowns in your interception. And I credit Carson, while I know Dave brought up the point that the accuracy and some of the timing with the receivers wasn't there tonight. And he rightfully pointed to the play in the end zone to Alshon, Alshon. Jeffrey, where Jeffrey, I think, did the right job sitting down in the zone coverage. Carson Wentz tried to continue to lead him with the pass and it ended up getting broken up there. Yeah. But there were times where defenders were draped on Carson and he couldn't step into throws. You know, I think about the one pass to Alshon Jeffrey I believe it was late in the first half, and Chidobe Awuzie came over yeah. and made a great pass breakup because if Carson could step into the throw, Ball make it a, a laser, yeah. it's going to be there. It's yeah. there for them. But unfortunately, Carson Wentz you know, did what he could in the pocket, but you know, the pressure, the, there were bodies around him all throughout the course of the night, and it probably affected the timing you know, and the throws and the delivery and just the processing, knowing – that consistently the pressure was going to be around him. Yeah, I think the interception early threw him off a little bit. I think he became a little bit gun-shy, which is something we're not used to seeing when it comes to Carson Wentz. You know, I thought in that first half there were a lot of balls that he was throwing to open receivers, and the receivers had to go to the ground to catch the ball, and they were open. And you just – we're used to seeing Carson hit guys between their numbers where they can run after they catch the ball. And I thought in that first half, he had some throws there where he got picked up by his receivers on Alshon, Zach. They all had to go down to the ground to sort of catch balls. And I think it was because of the first interception. He just became a little bit gun shy because you spend two weeks telling yourself, I'm going to take care of the football. 
He had turned the ball over. You know, some of them not his fault, getting sacked, fumbling it from behind. You know, that stuff you think about over the bye week, and you want to make sure you take care of the football. And he comes out on that opening drive and has that happen. I just remember the picture of him walking to the sideline, and he's looking up at the sky saying, oh, you know better than that. You know better than that, and why would you do that? So um, I thought he settled down in the second half, certainly made a lot of big throws in the second half. That was a nice deep ball he threw to Nelson. Beautiful play. To sort of get them back in the score. Um, you just can't have, you know, just can't have the games where you only play a half. And that's really been um, the, the trademark of this team this year is that they've yet to put together, with the exception of the Giants game, they've yet to put together four quarters of good football. And that's why you've seen the up and down play. You see them play well in spurts, and either they can't hold on to a lead like the Tennessee game or the Carolina game, or they find themselves – picking it up a little bit too late, like the Minnesota game, like the game tonight where you finally get the offense going in the fourth quarter, but by then it's too late. It's too late. And then, uh, you know, a valiant effort given tonight, but, you know, it, it's happened far too many times this year where you walk away from a football game saying, man, we had it. We had our chances. We had more than our opportunities to win this football game tonight. And I thought in the first half, um, they didn't get anything going, which really made a bigger hole for them to have to dig out of. Well, that's the thing. You, you can live with it if this is the first time that you're right. doing the woulda, coulda, shoulda game, mm-hmm. okay? You know, and to me, I thought the Minnesota game, they were pretty much outplayed in that game throughout yeah. the course of it. So I, I don't even think that was one of the ones they could have won. It's really the, the Carolina game and the Tennessee game. Those two games are the ones, and now tonight you add into the mix. Those are the three when you're looking back at the end of the season that you're going to be saying to yourself, if, could, if they could have just closed the game out. It would have made all the difference in the world there. But for whatever reason, the offense is not able to get things going early. And it's especially disappointing because, again, you're coming off the bye week, so you've had time to self-scout. You've been extra time to prepare for the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are coming off the short week, a demoralizing loss to Tennessee because they probably figured that game was in their building. They should have been able to win that one. They were getting Amari Cooper. That was their, their big new shiny toy here, the first quarter touchdown. You know, they looked, They were about to go 14 nothing, and then Dak Prescott threw the red zone touchdown, and then all of a sudden things fell apart from there. And then the Cowboys couldn't stop the Titans on third down in that game. It was the opposite tonight. They flipped the script, and the Eagles just could not get anything going on third down. Until late, kudos to Jordan Matthews, who had a couple of key third down conversions, especially a third and long there in the second half. But overall, though, that third down offense is not doing enough to keep the offense on the field to probably also save some of the stamina for the defense as well. And that's really the big difference this year, you know, compared to last year. Is great point. The Eagles found ways to close out games, you know, whether it was with their defense coming up with big stops like the game against Carolina last year or whether it was their offense closing out games with the lead being able to put their foot on a team's throat. It's far too, far too many times this year that they haven't been able to close out football games. And the other thing that's happening this year that didn't happen last year is time of possession. The, the Eagles were number one in the league last year in time of possession, and they've had a few games this year where the opposing team has had the ball more than they did. And that was the story tonight, is that that first half, it seemed like Dallas had the ball like 20 minutes in the first half to the Eagles 10. So you brought up this point earlier about, you know, the defense possibly being worn down in that fourth quarter because of how long the Cowboys offense was out there in the first half. That That is a possibility. But you, you, you look at this team and you say, 
for whatever reason, they can't close out football games this year. You know, last year that was the the mark of a of a championship team, being able to win those close games. You know, and this year we just haven't found ways to be able to win the close games. It's funny. It's, it's almost been the opposite where we found ways to lose the games. Yeah, it's funny that you say that you were comparing this year to last year. I thought you were going to go with the third down because the Eagles were well, phenomenal. That's the other thing. Yeah, the Eagles third were outstanding down. on third down and yeah. in the red zone last year. And tonight is a microcosm of the entire season, just struggling in both regards. So it, it just it just hurts so much, hurts the soul seeing Dallas. You know almost bring back 2016 the way that they did tonight with Dak and with Zeke Elliott thriving the way they did and, you know, dealing and handing the Eagles such a difficult loss at home. You know, the, the Eagles-Cowboys series has not been great for the Eagles at the link. Really the better part of the last 10 seasons, I would say. It, it seems like it's either end-of-season games that are meaningless. Last year, the Eagles had everything wrapped up the previous season the Cowboys did. Uh, but you almost have, you have to go back really to – 2008 it was the 44 to 6 game where you you could have a good memory of an Eagles Cowboys home game you know during that time most of the most of the time the Cowboys have had the upper hand here in Philly yeah and, and we used to go down there and play well in Dallas that's, that's where the good memories yeah, are they're all down there for down the most there part in Dallas just one of those weird series and um, you know the Cowboys coming in here tonight give them credit they didn't come in here and lay down. They they came in and played like as if they had something to play for. They had more energy tonight. That, that's the, that's the thing. At least yeah. you're right. The more and, so the defense. And their defense came in and played and, until their offense could get something going. Until their offense could sort of find some sort of momentum, their defense kept them in the game. And then really that's been um, um, their their calling card all year long. It has been their defense. Their defense, third in the league and points given up, so you know it's going to be difficult to move the ball against them. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is a is a uh, all-pro defensive end. You know, no Lane Johnson out there tonight. I didn't think Carson was under a ton of pressure, but he was under some pressure yeah. out there tonight. And even when he didn't get sacked, you could see the pocket sort of collapsing on him a little bit. So, um, well, they showed on the broadcast that he would, you know, the defender would have it right. an arm, but he's still able, Carson's strong enough to his credit to be able to escape and get out of it, though. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's one of the things you have to be able to do playing quarterback in this league. All right, let's send it over to the link to hear from head coach Doug Pearson on the loss. Doug, uh, you had five great outs in your first session this season. What do you think is the running theme? Why do you guys get started on this first yeah, it's something that uh, we talk about each week, trying to start fast, and, and obviously it's not getting done. Um, yeah, we just got to continue to evaluate it, you know, and and uh, and see see why, you know, we're we're coming up a little bit short, whether it's a yard or two. Um, it's something that uh, you know we we've got to we we continue to address it, and we got to make sure we fix it. On third and two in the fourth quarter it was a five yard loss. What happened on that play there? Well, we anticipated pressure and we got it. And and the, the throw right there was, um, you know, to Corey and and uh, you know without watching the tape because we was on the far sideline, can't really tell you exactly, you know, what happened. But um, you know, anticipated the pressure, we got it. Try to get the ball out quick and and uh, try to execute the play. We just failed to do that. Doug, what was your message to the team in the locker room after the game? Message is uh, basically it's pretty simple. Um, Starting with myself, all of us, uh, you know, we just look at ourselves in the mirror. And um, are we are we doing enough? Are we giving enough? Um, 
each week it's a strain. I mean, you have to you have to strain yourself to make plays. I mean, that's just the way this game is, and uh, uh, we didn't do enough of that today, and, and that's that's the disappointing thing. Um, you know, and, and just just gave up too many too many plays defensively, and then then offense didn't execute. Uh, you know enough, uh, <clears throat> and so that's the that's the disappointing disappointing thing. But each person, each coach, um, each player in that locker room, we have to we have to really look at it at yourself and 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 decide every day you come to work that that you're going to give your best and you're going to do everything you can to get better and help this team win. You could tell that you came out of the halftime locker room angry, fired up. The whole team did, right? It all fizzled out. What happened? Guys were excited. I mean, we had three and out on defense, exactly what we talked about at halftime. Offense was able to go down and, and, and I believe get points on that next drive, and, and, and it just felt like, you know, things were beginning to turn for us. Um, and I don't know. That's the that's – the, you know, the disheartening thing is, is something we got to look at and I've got to look at, you know, and, and, and make sure that um, – whether the guys are, are fresh going into games, um, you know, if, uh, um, you know, how we practice, uh, just a lot of, a lot of things can factor into some of that stuff, you know, and, and then, and then uh, just, just keep talking and keep reiterating the point to the guys that, that we have to continue to finish. We've got to finish in practice. Uh, it just can't, you know, show up in a game and expect to finish a drive or finish a game. You know, we got to do those things during the week. Could Golden have handled more more involved in the offense? Um, He had, had, you know, I guess the short answer would be, yeah. Um, We had a certain number of plays for him and and wanted to get him him into the game and and just get him uh, some some touches. And and I I thought one thing we did do was, you know, uh, we we did spread the ball around, um, whether it was through RPOs or play action or or even just straight drop back. I know Zach had – you know, I don't know, 14 or 16 targets or something like that. But, but uh, he's the type of player that can handle that. You know, and, and Alshon as well. So, um, as we go, we'll continue to, to increase the things that we do with him. What, what, what into the play call on fourth and one? The Josh Adams uh, run play. Yeah. Again, <laughs> offense. Uh, you know, is just designed to, uh, um, uh, you know basically circle the defense and and pen, pen, the only thing that, that kills the play is penetration and and we allowed the penetration to happen and and uh, stopped uh, stopped the run on the fourth down to Zach uh, just what you see on that play where how much depth is he supposed to get on that uh, in regards to the market? yeah it's a, it's a route that that's uh, it's gonna you know uh, again it's gonna get you the you know get you the the, the fourth down or get you any down really um and uh, I give credit to you know to Dallas to Heath. I mean he, he he came up and it was a contested catch. You know Zach did a great ball was a little bit high, but um, you know he came down with the ball and and we were just uh, you know about a half a yard short. So uh, just a great play by them and 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 it was a play that uh, you know I would call again. Um, just you're putting it in Carson's hands, you're putting it in Zach's hands, and and that's that's what you want. The message you had after the game. It's been said before this year. At what point are you concerned that this is who you are nine games into the season? Well, <clears throat> I mean, if uh, we got to change who we are, then um, doesn't mean that uh, um, you know we have to go out and, and grab a whole bunch of new players or anything like that. I mean, 
you know, um, we just got to continue to work and continue to, to coach and, and teach and, and get better. And, um, you know, we, we just got to do, we just got to do a little bit more each week. It's not a, it's not, not a bunch of big changes, you know, um, we're close in a lot of areas. Um, but, uh, but, you know, to each man, uh, coaches and players, we, we have to, you know, decide when we come to work that we're going to, we're going to give our best today and we're going to get ready for, for another, another, you know, good team. Defensive one, 14 points tonight in the fourth quarter, 21 against Carolina in the fourth quarter. Are they wearing down late? Well, I think I think one of the things that, that we knew coming into this game was that we were going to get a steady diet of the, of the run game, you know, and, and Zeke was – he's a big back. He's a powerful back and, um, you know, uh, probably some of that a little bit, you know. Uh, but, but uh, you know, we also uh, – um, I thought, you know, overall we didn't we didn't tackle great. You know, uh, that's one of the areas that, that we got to get better at too. Is, is tackling, tackling in space, tackling, um, you know, in the box, and, and just making sure that um, you know we get the guys on the ground. And there's there were too many yards after contact and and uh, things like that. And and so we, those are areas that we got to we got to concentrate on. Coach, you've had a lot of injuries in the secondary. You had Lane Johnson. You've had a bunch of injuries at skill positions. Are the injuries starting to uh, have an effect on the team and its performance? Well, I think I think. Uh, um, I think it can, but but uh, you know, you know, you've been around us enough to know that that we we we're not going to let that be an excuse. You know, it's a next man up mentality, and and we just got to make sure that the next guy is is ready to go and prepared. And um, you know, in 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 Lane's case, I mean, obviously Big V, you know, steps in and does a great job. He does the same thing for JP, and he plays he plays well. So um, you know, we just gotta we just gotta keep keep fighting I mean one and one in the division there's a lot of division games ahead of us and and uh some some good football left especially disappointing tonight coming off a of bye week I guess you were hoping to kind of jump to start your run to the playoffs yeah I mean you know obviously you, you try to the month of November I think as as teams begin to um sort of separate themselves and and uh um, you know we did take a probably you know we did take a step back uh tonight and that's the disappointing thing and um Listen, we we just you know we're not going to make excuses for anything. Uh, you know we're gonna we're just going to come to work and and uh, and get ready for New Orleans. How do you evaluate uh, Carson's play tonight? Um, I thought early, you know, there were some things that uh, you know he, he'd probably like to get back. I think the accuracy was off just a touch, and and but but I think as he settled into the game, he did some really really nice things. Uh, made some really really good throws, tight contested throws. Um, I know he'd like to have the touch the, the throw to Alshon back. I think that was a touchdown pass there. He'd like to have that one back. But I thought overall uh, he played uh, he played well. You know he managed the offense and did, did some really good things. Really locked in on Hertz. Uh, was there were there other people he could have gone to on some of those plays? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know, until we until I look at the tape and see. I mean, uh, you know, that's. Uh, um, Urch is a pretty good receiver, and, and uh, he's a big part of the offense. But, uh, um, you know, I, I, with the, until I look at the film to really understand, you know, where the ball went um, and, and, and see, it's hard to say. Are you concerned about? Excuse me? Are you concerned about? About this team this season? Well... <clears throat> Obviously, you get a little concerned after after a loss, um, 
and you you know you scratch your head and you try to put your finger on some things and and uh, uh, but at the same time I understand that you know this is still a um, our division's right in front of us again I mean you know you got seven games remaining and and uh, you know it's 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 a prideful group and that's the thing that uh, um, you know I I trust those players in there and and they'll they'll get it figured out and uh, um, you know it's just just comes down to you know like I said earlier I mean just just each man and and uh, um, you know we can't worry about two three four games from now you can't you can't worry about the postseason or, or any of that you got to worry about the next the next game and focus on the next game and and uh, do everything you can to try to win that game you've said previously that, you've said previously that um, one of your goals every season is to win all your home games but having lost now three in a row at home make it <laughs> Sort of well, they're on the goal, didn't it? All right. So we gotta we gotta just focus on the next game. All right. All right. Head coach Doug Pearson addressing the media at the link following the Eagles' 27 to 20 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. We're gonna hear from quarterback Carson Wentz in just a little bit, but first we're gonna bring you Merrill Cam and show you what it's like inside the booth as the Hall of Fame duo of Merrill Reese and Mike Quick bring you tonight's action. Back goes Prescott. He's looking. He steps up. He's hit, and he's dropped. Brandon Graham with the sack. Yeah, and Brandon Graham needed that sack. That that Prescott is going to hold the ball, especially if guys are close to the receivers. He holds the ball too long. They're going to be able to get sacks tonight. Listen to the crowd. Swave in motion. Prescott. Prescott takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He pumps. He's hit. He's sacked at the 15. Michael Bennett. No, Michael. uh, That is Michael Bennett. Bennett had him at the 15. I tell you what, Bennett just continues to fight. Now, that wasn't going to be a sack, but Bennett would not be denied. He continues to fight. Carson, you've had the ball in your hand now late in the game to either tie or go ahead several times, and you guys just haven't kind of gotten over the top there. What were some of the problems uh, down the stretch? Yeah, we just didn't execute. We didn't execute. I mean, we came out the second half, um, thought we were moving the ball well. Um, slow start really really hurt us looking back. Um, first half, putting up three points. Uh, the turnover I had, you know, all that stuff's um, going to make it tough to win in, in games like this where – uh, they're, they're a big kind of ball control team, and your drives are really limited. And so uh, every drive is really important, and, and we started off slow, and that really hurt us. And at the end of the game, we just didn't get it done. Why are you starting slow? I'm not sure. Third and two, fourth and seven there in the fourth quarter. What went wrong? Execution. I mean, at the end of the day, execution, uh, screenplay, we just missed it. Um, the play that hurts, uh, you know, we, we dial it up, and it's right at the sticks, and came up short. Hey, Carson, you and Zach have obviously had a lot of success this year. I think you're targeting them 16 times today. Is there good and bad to that? I mean, do you want to move the ball to different people a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, it's always great um, when you can spread the ball around to everybody. Um, tonight it just so happened to be, you know, a lot of chances with Zach um, with the way they were playing coverages and the way they played their techniques. And, um, you know, Zach had a great game, you know. So um, I don't know how many times we threw to him or how many completions he had, but I'm sure it was a lot. 
Um, and so to, to have that chemistry with him, uh, with the way they were playing him, uh, that's just, just the way it worked out tonight. Carson, on that, going back to that fourth and six or seven or whatever it was to Ertz, um, why did that why did that play you know fall short of the sticks on that? Yeah, I mean, we knew it was going to be close. Um, it, was, it was tight man coverage, so um, we knew it was going to be right at the stick, and at the end of the day, we came up short. You had the one opportunity to Alshon down the uh, right sideline. What did you see on that play? Uh, which one are you talking about? Uh, it was Alshon uh, deep on the right in the deep. Earlier right. in the game? Second quarter, I think. If DB not good, yeah. Um, yeah, I got to get more, more behind that throw. Um, couldn't quite finish it. You know, I couldn't quite see what how it, the, end up, the end result was, but uh, no, I didn't get quite enough on the throw. Carson, on the uh, attempt to Alshon in the end zone, uh, did you expect yeah. him to go a little further on that, or what happened on that incompletion? Yeah, I mean, the, the way they were playing coverage, we had talked about it all week, and then they, the way they reacted on the field was a little differently, and um, that's one that we're, we're kicking ourselves. We want to have back, and uh, just missed it. about the slow starts. I mean, I think you guys have three touchdowns in nine games in the first quarter, at the two in the same game. Uh, do you think it's an issue? Do you think it's something that you need to resolve, or is it just a fluky thing? I mean, do you feel different early in games? I know I personally don't feel different. Um, you know, some people could say you want to settle in all those things. I don't feel that way. Um, you know, I thought that was something I don't want to talk about last year, but that's something that we, we did really well last year, and it's really hard to put your finger on why um, it is the way it is this year. Uh, a lot of it's just little execution things that are a big deal. Um, and so, I mean, we got to go back and look and, and see uh, what our team's doing to us early in the game. Why are we having these slow starts? And really, you know, look hard in the mirror because um, I think tonight that's what cost us. You it mentioned about seems like the, the scripted plays that the other team is all over them every week. Uh, you know, one yard passes and picks and things like that. Uh, it's like they know what's coming. Almost. What was the question? To the layman on the slow starts. It looks like the scripted plays are just being run right into the teeth of the defense over and over again. That's good, good observation. I mentioned you said look at yourselves in the mirror. Doug said that was his message to the, the team afterwards. You have to make sure that you're doing everything you can to prepare. What do you, as someone who has the, the pulse of the locker room, what are you, what are you sensing in that respect? I mean, I, I know this one hurt. You know, this one hurt. Obviously, um, Sunday night football, divisional opponent. Uh, the Cowboys coming into our home, um, the, really the way we've played the last couple times at home. You know, that's not what we uh, pride ourselves on, and, and this one hurt. So I know um, we got a lot of veterans in there, a lot of leadership, and, uh, you know, like you said, like Coach said, um, and I'm going to keep echoing the same thing, we all got to look in the mirror. What can we do differently? What, where can we be better? Um, and we realize a lot of people are going to want to write us off at this point, and uh, now it's just time to, to play ball and, and try and go shock some people. Do you feel like you um, okay. to follow up on that? That's been the message before yeah. from from, Doug, from you. What makes you think these next seven games are going to be any different? Yeah, I mean, like you said, that's been the message before. Um, to some extent, I feel like this press conference is even a broken record. Almost, you know, we, we've been here um, a couple times, and and we know um, at the end of the day, every one of these games is close. And this is the National Football League; it's hard to win. Um, and we've let we've let a handful get away from us now um, that we're really just kicking ourselves. And um, like you said, I mean, we've said it before. So uh, it's really just: are, are we going to step up? Are we going to make the corrections? Are we going to come out faster each week? Um, and you know, I believe we have the guys to do that. It seems like some of the um, design shorter passes, screens, 
uh, have not been as successful as they were last year. Is, is that? Do you see that? Is that a theme that's been running through the course of the year? It's hard to say, honestly. Um, after tonight, I'll have to go watch the film just thinking back on some. Uh, I know we had a couple screens that were right there. Um, even that third and two late in the game, we, we had it right there. We just, the, the one guy, you know, knifed through and made the play. And, um, you know, they're the same stuff that we hit last week or two weeks ago against Jacksonville for the 35-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Um, and so those are just little things that we're just missing by this much that make a big difference. Carson, like, you look like Golden kind of had a fairly limited package of plays. Is that tough at all when you're trying to work a guy into the offense? I mean, it's... Anytime you're trying to work a guy in the middle of the season, it's tough. You know, he's done a great job um, picking things up from the second he got here. He's putting in a lot of time uh, at the facility, you know, meeting with coaches, asking questions. Um, and I feel confident in him uh, wherever we put him and whatever we ask him to do. Um, hard to say, could we have used him differently tonight? Uh, hard to say, but uh, I'm really confident in him as a player and as a teammate going forward here. Um, and I'm sure he'll get more and more involved as we go. Carson, this may seem like an unfair question considering how far you've come to come back from your injury, but what do you think you can do better or more of to get this team back on track? Yeah, I mean, we just got to execute better. At the end of the day, that comes on my shoulders, that comes on the O-line, that comes on everybody. Um, Execution is the biggest thing. It's really hard to stand up here after a game and just pinpoint one thing. Um, you know, starting slow, that's something that, that I think I can, I can do better in making plays early in the game, trying to get guys going. Um, but, again, it's really hard to just put your finger on one thing. Um, but, but executing, you know, some of the situational football, some of those, those red zone plays of like the play to Alshon, uh, those are things we just got to hit. We got to hit, and, and that's at the end of the day just execution. Are you seeing the execution in practice? What, what's it been like in the practice field? Is it just in the game that it kind of pops up? Yeah, I mean, practice looks good. You know, I thought even tonight execution uh, later in the game wasn't bad. Um, just early in the game, we were just slow start, missing things here and there. Um, at the end of the day, though, that's a good football team. You know, they play, they, that's a good defense. Um, they did some things early to, to kind of get us out of our – out of our rhythm a little bit, so you got to tip your hat to them at, at some point. And I thought we made great adjustments at halftime. Uh, we just, you know, it was too little, too late. Can there be a tendency to maybe try a little too hard to start fast to the point where it becomes counterproductive? I mean, there could be. I can't say that's what's happening to us. Um, like I said, it, it's a culmination of things. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to tip your hat to them. Like I said, uh, they did some things early to to kind of take away what we wanted to do, we made some plays, and we just didn't execute enough early in the game. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, All right, so uh, we had a break from Merrill Cam to bring you Carson Wentz's press conference. Carson Wentz, 360 passing yards, two touchdowns, saying the bottom line is we just didn't execute. Okay? Reason for the slow starts, we're just not executing. You know, what happened late in the game, the fourth down that was just short to Zach Ertz, you know, just the execution is just not there with his football team. And Carson says practice, everything looks good. The game plan looks right. It's just for whatever reason not translating to the field. And your, your heart just goes out to Carson because you know how hard he's fought, how hard he's worked to get his points. Al Palantonio asking the question, might be a little unfair because of what you have done to get to this point, but what more can you do? I don't know what more Carson can do. I, I'm quite honestly at a loss. I'm at yeah. a loss for what's going on with the offense at this point because in some ways Carson's playing better than he did last season, uh, but it's just mistakes early on. It's little things that seem that yeah. are just not clicking like they were a year ago. I tell you, um, 
and, and Carson will be the first to tell you he he's not looking for any excuses for his his play not being up uh, to to where he expects it to be. And sometimes you got to look past his final numbers, right? Um, and for him, fair or unfair, at that position, he's going to be judged at the most critical moments of the game. Third down, red zone, fourth quarter. How do you play? See, quarterbacks that perform well on, in those circumstances, they erase the incompletions and, and the turnovers. They, they erase that stuff when you, when you answer the bell uh, at that time of the game. And I think that's the biggest difference from Carson's play last year to this year is that he was money in clutch situations. He was money in the fourth quarter. When you needed a big throw on third down, when you needed to score in the red zone, he made those throws. He didn't miss the throw like he did to Alshon Jeffrey. There is no miscommunication, right? He finds a way to make those throws um, um, in the fourth quarter like he did last year. And that's really what's missing this year is the clutch Carson Wentz. Not that he's not clutch. It's yeah. just that in those moments, those plays haven't, haven't come to fruition for him this year. And I know it can be frustrating for him because he's saying to himself, I'm the same player. And he is the same player. He has the same skill set. He's still one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. But for whatever reason, um, in that fourth quarter, he's missed on some opportunities there. And that really, that's how you save your team, right? That's how you pull your team out of the fire when they didn't, don't necessarily play well for four quarters. He's that missing piece. He's that, that, that eraser that if his play is there in the fourth quarter, well, we'll overlook some of the things that happens early in the games. But when it doesn't happen, now we're looking at every little thing, the throw that you you don't hit Alshon on. And that's just, it's the nature of that position. It's the nature of the game. You know, Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz, their, their, their performances will always be under the microscope, right? You know, we may, we, may, we may casually brush over some of the other facets of the game, but the head coach and the quarterback – we comb, we comb through their performance with a fine-tooth comb. Everything, every decision that Doug makes, every decision Carson makes with the football, we, 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 we like to go back and look at it and say, well, he should have did this or he should have did that. And when you're sitting at four and five and you lost three straight games at home, nothing feels good right now. You know, Carson will tell you, he'll look at that 70-plus percent completion percentage, over 300-and-something yards thrown. He'll give all that back for a W. Right? He'll, he'll give all those numbers back for a W. And this team, because of, of Carson Wentz, the expectations are high every time they step on the field. You know, we know what they were able to do last year, and we know how hard he's worked to get back on the field this year. And it's just disappointing when the end result isn't what you hope for. And we know this team should be better than four and five. I mean, this this is a but they're not, but they're but not, they, but they're not, but they're not. And, That's and, the thing. And, and Bill Parcells said it a long time ago, and it's a it's a it's a truism. You are what your record says you are. And this is a team that's been up and down. It's been inconsistent, have not played well for four quarters uh, very often this year. And that's why you get up and down performances. See, I understood that with a third down in the red zone, they executed at such a high level last year. It was an out-of-this-world level. Up. Yeah. You were, there was going to be some regression to an extent, but you didn't think the bomb was going to fall out yeah. with as compared to last year. 
Uh, Ike, let's go into our turning points for tonight's game. I'll let you kick things off here. What was the turning point of the game for you? Well, I tell you, you know, the Eagles offense, they got themselves back into the game, right? They finally found their rhythm. They're scoring points. Uh, tied to score at 13. Cowboys came back down 20 to 13 Dallas. Tied to score at 20. And here's where I think the turning point changed. This is where the Eagles' defense needed to get off the field to get the ball back to their offense. They tie that game up at 20. The Eagles' defense allows the Dallas Cowboys' offense to go right back down the field and take that lead again, 27-20. to 20. That was the turning point in the game for me. Once the offense started to get something rolling, they just needed the defense to come up with a stop for them. And I believe the Eagles could have took, the, took their first lead in the game had the defense gotten a stop in the fourth quarter. I agree. My turning point along the same lines came a little bit earlier. It was really the end of the third quarter when Ron Darby got injured. Yeah. Because at that point, look, okay, again, you're already without Jalen Mills and Sidney Jones to begin with. You're going against an offense that, look, it hasn't put up big numbers, but you have to account for Amari Cooper and Alan Hearns and uh, Cole Beasley coming out of the slot. Okay, those are, those are some guys that you're going to have to, you know, are going to give you problems if you don't have the right personnel on the field. So you work all week to get Avante Max ready to play both the safety and the slot position. Rasul Douglas moves to the outside so he can prove himself. You're fine at those positions, but Ronald Darby has been the one guy that, while he might get maligned for his tackling ability and maybe not being able to come up with big interceptions, look, he was a guy, the consistent presence, who has played well in the last few games for you. You lose him late in the third quarter, and you're looking around. Who else do we got? We have Shannon Sullivan, who's a rookie for agent, who a uh, guy I liked in training camp a lot, who earned his way onto the roster and you know, is battling to, for playing time but he hasn't had an NFL experience. And then Craven LeBlanc was claimed off waivers from the Detroit Lions this week. So those were your two healthy options once Ronald Darby went out. So at that point, you roll with Shannon Sullivan, and whether, whether it was basically because of the lack of experience in the secondary, Jim Schwartz had to call the game differently, so it wasn't so much on the player's standpoint from that point. But bottom line was the Eagles' defense just not able, this goes back to Ike's point, not able to get the job done and the secondary was, was undermanned. The defense was on the field for a long time there in the second half, as we saw by the time of possession numbers. Just overall here, just not able to get off the field when they needed those big plays. And that, again, it was something that you saw from this team last year. But consistently, this is not just a one-time thing, consistently now we've seen the team not be able to come up big in the fourth quarter, especially on defense. And this is before when they had big leads. This yeah. is when you're battling, going tooth and nail with a team, basically trying to save, you know, to try to get a win streak going, to try to build some momentum for the second half of the season, coming off the bye week, just not able to get the job done once again in the fourth quarter. And I think just, you know, you already were, were thin in the secondary. Ronald Darby going down with that knee injury, and we have to wait to find out if it's something that's going to linger and be beyond just for tonight's game. But once you lose him, that rock that you had starting on the outside corner for you, you know, it just makes it very difficult to execute any kind of exotic defense because of the players you have there on the field. So what we're going to do now is we're going to take our first break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. We're going to have a one-on-one -on -one interview with Doug Pearson and Hall of Famer Mike Quick coming up in a little bit, as well as the Rico review as Fran Duffy and Greg Cosell take you inside the big plays of the game to explain how the Eagles came out on the losing end of this game tonight by a score of 27-20. to 20. Now, if you are following us on Facebook or Twitter, you need to come on over to PhiladelphiaEagles.com or the app to watch the rest of the show. We'll give you a few minutes to get situated. 
trying to get home But it feels like another life Yeah, I'm trying to stay strong Sometimes I realize That the further I go The more that I know That I want to go home When you and your money are treated with respect You prosper And at Santander Bank Respect adds up See what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher, like fresher meat and seafood, and fresher produce, including organic. And our butchers cut our USDA choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Shop on game day and save 5% at Acme when wearing your Eagles apparel. Hit the beach this spring with me, Dave Spadaro, Eagles alumni and current players. Travel to now Laramar Punta Cana in the beautiful Dominican Republic for a getaway full of special activities and VIP events. Packages include round-trip nonstop air, resort transfers, unlimited luxury hotel accommodations, plus all meals and drinks. Go to applevacations.com eagles to book your trip today. At Santander Bank, we want you to prosper. That's why we treat you and your money with respect. Learn more about how respect adds up at Santander by visiting SantanderBank.com. McDonald's, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, welcome back to the show. It was interesting during the press conferences, and this goes back to something you touched on before we went into the break about you'll gloss over certain things when the team is winning, okay? You, right. you, you focus more on the highlights and the big plays and the, the things that they're able to do to pull a rabbit out of a hat to be able to, you know, come out victorious. Right. One of the questions that Carson Wentz was asked was about the reliance upon Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz has been the best tight end in football this season, bar none, yep. okay? It, it, to me, you know, Gronk has been injured. Kelsey's put up nice numbers. But for my money, Zach Ertz has been – overall the best tight end in the game this season and another prolific night with 14 receptions on 16 targets you know over 100 yards receiving just the third receiver to go over 100 yards against the Cowboys all season so it's interesting that you know when you're trying to scrutinize the Eagles performance here are they relying too much upon Zach Gertz I'm like he's the go-to guy he's you want to feed your playmakers if if you were going away from a guy like that that's when you start questioning, why, why aren't you giving it to, to him more? He's one of your top offensive weapons. I have no problem with it, and it was not, in my estimation, holding the offense back whatsoever. No, I don't think it is at all. And like you said, Zach Ertz has been the best tight end in football all year long. And quite frankly, if that's Carson Wentz's security blanket, why, why not go to him? If he's open and he's catching everything you're throwing to him and you're moving the chains with him, why wouldn't you throw him the football? I mean, <laughs> we, we, we try to nitpick and find things to try to come up with answers as to why we, we aren't getting the results that we are looking for, which is Eagles W's. I'll tell you, throwing the ball to arguably your best uh, receiver can never be a problem. No. I mean, if he's forcing him the ball and it's leading to turnovers, that's one thing. 
but the guy is producing 16 targets, 14 catches. He rarely drops a ball. I don't remember him dropping balls. So, I I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we have a guy like Zach Ertz there <laughs> that, that the quarterback can rely on and get the ball to uh, in crunch times. So, two more touchdowns on the night for Ertz, both coming in the second half as the Eagles were trying to come back against the Cowboys. We're going to send it now to the Rico whiteboard for the Rico review to break down the first of those two touchdowns, a 15-yard grab at the end of the third quarter. Let's welcome in Fran Duffy and Greg Cosell. All right, so let's look at the touchdown now to Zach Ertz. We talked about the use of pre-snap motions to give Carson Wentz man zone indicators before the snap. We see that here on this play with Zach Ertz here, Greg. Show us what we're seeing here before the snap. Well, here's Zach Ertz right now, and they have 12 personnel, meaning two tight ends, because that's Zach Ertz and that's Dallas Goddard right there on the line of scrimmage. So what they're going to do here is take Ertz, and they're going to motion him across the formation. Okay, so let's now show... The, the motion itself. Now notice, no one runs with them. All they do is shift a little bit, but no one runs with them. So if you freeze it right here, what that tells Carson Wentz, high, high probability that this is a zone concept and not a man concept. And in fact, that's what it will turn out to be. And again, just for the right. people at home, that would be because if, if someone ran with him, mm-hmm. That would be in man coverage. Yes. If you're a man coverage and your guy moves, moves you're going to you, run with you him. You go with him. Exactly. Right. right so, so this is a zone concept. You see a single high safety. So single high zone is cover three almost all the time. So now what you have another element to this play is you're going to have the, the play action. Because what they're going to do is they want to send Ertz right down the seam. So now if you're going to send him right down the seam, who is the defender that has to be threatened and impacted? And that's Jalen Smith, that linebacker. You do not want him, as soon as the ball snapped, just dropping right into that passing lane and taking away the seam. So how do you impact him? You impact him with play action in the backfield. And all you need in the NFL is you just need him to hold for half a beat. Yep. He doesn't have to run into the line of scrimmage. He just has to have his eyes in the backfield and hold for half a beat. And if we run it now, you'll see that's exactly what happens. And if you freeze it right about here, you can see, look where his eyes are. His eyes are in the backfield, and he's not looking at Ertz at all. And Ertz will run down the seam because the corner is playing outside in cover three. That's his third. So what you get now is the deep safety there in the middle of the field. You get Ertz running clean down the seam. Smith eyes in the backfield. Let's finish the play out. Beautifully designed touchdown in the red zone. Really well done. Really good example of the Eagles using that pre-snap motion. Give Carson Wentz answers before the snap. Attack coverage. Huge play there for a touchdown. Ties the game at 13. Thanks so much, Fran and Greg. The complete All-22 review will be available in a couple of hours for you here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So, the road doesn't get any easier for the Eagles. Not in the NFC East, not in terms of the overall schedule. Seven games left for the Eagles, who are now 4-5 and five on the year. Can they turn things around? We'll offer a preview after this final break here on the postgame show presented by Rico.
What's a hoagie? Are you seriously asking me that? What? You gotta have a good bread. Crispy, like you can hear it. Can I take a bite? Lettuce, tomato, onion. The meat is the stuff. It's all about the meat. Pepper turkey. Prosciutto. It's the meat. Roast beef. Genoa salami. Corned beef. Capicol. Pastrami. It's the meat. Bam. Come on in. We'll feed you like family. I did say cheese, right? Swiss pepper jack. Sharp provolone. American. Well, I'm trying to get home, but it feels like another life. Yeah, I'm trying to stay strong. Sometimes I realize that the further I go, the more that I know that I want to go home. When you and your money are treated with respect, you prosper. And at Santander Bank, respect adds up. Eagles High School Football Showdown presented by the Rothman Orthopedics at Jefferson Health celebrates local high school football coaches and their teams. Visit PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash showdown to check out this year's coaches and learn more about the program. All right, now's your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week and our first nominee here, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, who came up with a big catch it, the one thing you were you were wondering going to this game was with Golden Tate, who has a similar skill set to an extent to Nelson Aguilar, what would they do to try to diversify the offense? And Aguilar became more of the vertical weapon, and we saw that on a beautiful throw, amazing catch for a 51-yard completion in the second half, which you know helped spark the comeback for the Eagles. Yeah, and it was good to see, and hopefully, hopefully we can see more of that. That's the one element to this offense that has been missing this year. Last year, plenty of big plays to go around for everybody. Nelson certainly was a deep threat down the field. It was nice to see Nelson catch this ball here that Carson dropped in on him. Um, hopefully this is a sign of more to come for Nelson because with Golden Tate being added, I'd expect him to be even more uh, of a part of the offense moving forward, yeah. which means Nelson may have some more opportunities down the field by being an outside receiver. It's a mystery because Nelson was phenomenal last season. Man. Breakout year for him last season just has not quite been there. That explosive spark hasn't been yeah. there. So you hope maybe a play like this will help get him going for the last few games. All right, our second nominee, defensive end Michael Bennett, you know, has been really a consistent disruptor for this defensive line. I would say probably the last five, six games yeah. for this Eagles defense. Uh, two more sacks on the evening. You know, started off the second half with a bang where he slammed Dak Prescott on the very first play from scrimmage there. Uh, just brings an attitude, playing both inside and at end, moving all around the formation. It has been a nice pickup here for the Eagles. He really has been. And you said it, in the last five or six weeks, he's been in the ba opponent's backfield oh. every game. He had some big hits on Dak tonight. Uh, big tackles for losses, and that's why they went out and traded for him. He, he is starting, starting to uh, uh, feel comfortable in this defense, 
and rushing next to a guy like Fletcher Cox and seeing the benefits of having a guy like Fletcher Cox out there, Brandon Graham, Chris Long. That's a nice little NASCAR package that we have. Um, hope to see more of it. To me, this was his best game as an Eagle. Yeah, uh, he the, just I just thought he just stayed in Dallas's backfield the whole game. Yeah, four quarterback hits on the evening for Michael Bennett. So our third nominee, we've gone into him in depth already at Zach Ertz, tight end, 16 targets, 14 catches, 145 yards, you know, two touchdowns in the second half. There's not much more you can say. Ertz has just been phenomenal. He's been performing at such a high level, but consistently at a high level since week one. I believe this is his fifth game with double-digit receptions on the yeah. season. Just out of this world, the numbers that he's putting up, it's just disappointing that it's coming in a losing effort. Yeah, let's go ahead and call it what it is. He's been the best player on the offensive side of the ball all year long. You said it, the most consistent. You know what you can, you're going to get out of Zach every week. And uh, he's on his way to a second Pro Bowl. You know, I think it's, it's okay to say now, and <laughs> we, we yes. can feel comfortable with it, that uh, he's the best tight end in football. Flat out, in, in 2018, he is the best tight end uh, in football this year. All right, so again, now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand-new Toyota. So the Eagles fall 27-20 to the Dallas Cowboys. Of course, Marks and Show. I can't imagine what tomorrow's show is going to be like. We can, we'll wait on, on that one for later on here, but... You know, looking at what's coming up from a schedule perspective, you know, I mentioned before the break, it's not going to get any easier. You're going into your non-divisional slate next week, and you have three non-divisional games remaining. And one's with New Orleans next week in New Orleans against a team that's put up 96 points in the last two games. And then you get the Los Angeles Rams there. You see at the end of this five-game slate. And your third non-division game, the Houston Texans. So you get your five-division games, and that's – that's where you're going to make your bread and butter. That's, that's why tonight was such an important, impactful game because you had the bye week, you had the five games in your division, you really could get on a roll, but unfortunately they didn't take advantage of it. They, they, they just did not execute, whether it was a preparation, the execution, what have you, they just did not get the job done on the field tonight. Yeah, I mean, they put themselves uh, truly behind the eight ball and, you know, Doug sort of mentioned this in this press conference, and I think the leaders of this team, you know, they need to get this message out to the rest of the players on this team. Forget about the playoffs. Forget about winning the NFC East. Forget about any of that stuff. Think about winning next week. That's the only thing they can think about is winning next week. Forget about the big picture. Forget about how many games you're behind the Redskins. Worry about winning your next game. You're going up against arguably the best team in the NFL in their building this week. And if you don't come in mentally locked in and ready to go, they will embarrass you. You just mentioned it. They put up 45 on the Rams two weeks ago, 51 today on the Bengals, on the road. So playing the Saints, this is, and they can hurt you throwing the ball that, or the running the ball. Look at those numbers. Yeah. Drew Brees, 265, I think, at three touchdowns. You got Alvin Kamara and Mark, Mark Ingram. Ingram, yeah. 244 on the ground. Yeah. So the Eagles not able to slow down Zeke Elliott tonight. You get double trouble a week yeah. from now. Yeah, and, and that's why they, they have to really uh, hone in 
on this game and, 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 and focus and not worry about the big picture. Because if you look if you're looking at the big picture, the mountain seems too too steep to climb. It just it just seems too much. Just worry about next week, take care of business in New Orleans, and then worry about the next game after that. All right, let's take a look at the division standings and Furthermore, hurting the Eagles is the fact that not only did they lose, but Washington won today against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay moved the ball at will early on in the contest, but just could not put up any points. I think they had 500 yards of total offense, yeah. three points to yeah. show for it. So Fitzmagic is all gone. So Washington, <laughs> look. And I don't know how Washington is winning. I don't know how they they're are. winning, yes. But they are. So yeah. they're 6-3, and three, two, comfortable two-game lead atop the division. The Eagles do get two games against them. Right. Okay, that's the thing that you could say is they still are within striking distance. But again, you can't worry about you're not playing Washington next week. You got to prepare for the Saints. You got to worry about New Orleans and all the challenges that they present. And just you got to worry about, as Doug said, looking in the mirror and, and figuring out, are you doing enough individually day in and day out? Are you making the corrections? Are you being critical enough to try to get yourself in the best position to help this football team. And that's everybody at this point. That's yeah. from, from Carson Wentz all the way down to, you know, the 53rd man on the roster to the practice squad guys challenging the starters in practice during the week. Everybody's got to step up their game, okay? Because like you said, Ike, if they don't detail their work this week, if they hang their heads or start feeling sorry for themselves, they are going to get the doors blown off of them in New Orleans next week, and we are not going to want to be doing that postgame show no. whatsoever. <laughs> no, and, and, and listen, I expect this team to um, show their championship medal, right? And, and what I mean by that is that this is a team that has pride. They have great leadership on this team. I don't expect them uh, to go into next week's game feeling as if they don't have a chance to win the game. And so, um, listen, the only way you can get over tonight's loss is to go out there and take care of business next week. Shock the world. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Remember Doug had that comment a couple weeks ago about the pressure off? Pressure's off. No one's going to pick the Eagles this week. Right. Okay, most people probably figured the Eagles would win at home, coming off the bye, Dallas struggling, Eagles should win, get on the right track. No, no one is going to be picking the Eagles this week. So, not that you want to go back to the underdog mentality, but guess what? Got to go back to the well, whatever it takes to get yourself in that fighting <laughs> right. spirit for yeah. Sunday. Yeah. You got to make it happen. So, again, Marks and Reese, tomorrow, 2 p.m. It's going to be a therapy session, okay? <laughs> I, I, that's probably the best way to describe it. I'm going to need the therapy <laughs> session, man. <laughs> It'll be a nice community. We'll, we'll, we'll talk it out. We'll yeah. talk it out. I might just come lay on the couch in the background so, of the studio we'll there. Uh, but, again, we have the All-22 review coming up for you. The 101, Mike Wick, Doug Pearson, still being uh, produced. So, we will have that for you first thing in the, in the morning. Doug Pearson's press conference, noon Later on today, I was going to say tomorrow, but later on today, we will have that for you live right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com, our app, and our social media channel. So for all of us here at the Philadelphia Eagles, for Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. You've been watching the postgame show presented by Rico. Thank you all for sticking with us on such a difficult night. Get some rest, and we will see you tomorrow.